I'm Megan Barker. Welcome to Jammin' and Jammies. We are sitting down with some of our favorite songwriters and industry leaders. We're going to find out how they got where they are and learn some valuable insights into the music industry. You can watch the interviews online or tune into the podcast. So just check out jamminandjammies.com for all the details on everything. Today, we are sitting down with Joel Shoemake. Joel is an artist and noted songwriter here in Nashville with cuts by artists like Montgomery Gentry, Trace Atkins, Lone Star, Craig Campbell, Cody Johnson, Brad Paisley, the list goes on and on. So we have a lot to talk about. Let's welcome him. Joel, how you doing? Good, Megan. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for being here, my friend. Oh, it's good to see you. Thank you for having me today. Always great to see you. We have lots to talk about. Do you want to just start by telling everyone where you're from and how you got into music? Sure. Um, I'm from Cookville, Tennessee. Originally, I've been in Nashville since uh, 2001, living here. Uh, my dad was a singer, songwriter uh, around the house. You know, he didn't he didn't get out and play a lot, but um, that was a lot of inspiration right there. So that has to be where I picked it up from. Um, yeah, I started when I was about 14 years old, just playing and all that stuff. And I got the sickness that's in me. Sickness. I can't stop. <laughs> Do you remember one of your first performances when you were just a teenager? Uh, I sang the, the junior high talent show. Um, Did you? A little karaoke tape of, uh, Garth Brooks, the Thunder Rolls. Really? And, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, that was scary. <laughs> but I got through it. God, I hope there's a copy of that somewhere. I'm pretty sure there's not. I'm so <laughs> glad there's not. Aww. All right. Well, that's awesome. I did the talent show in high school too. Hey. Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, when did you come to Nashville? Um, <clears throat> I started coming up around 96 and uh, really regular, <laughs> regular in 98 um, to the point where I was just driving back and forth so much that I just finally decided it was time to replant so yeah. uh moved to nashville and surfed on couches and uh crashed on couches and um lived about every side of town except for the good parts <laughs> moving, moving once a year you know yeah how long did it take before things started happening um well i moved here january of 01 and uh you know, I got, I got really lucky. Uh, I did work hard, but I, I got real lucky and got a publishing deal in November of that year. Wow. That's pretty fast. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't realize how fast that was at the time. Um, yeah, it was really fast. I, I was very fortunate. So yeah. after you signed your first publishing deal, how long was it till you started having cuts and, and <laughs> rights you were excited about? Well, the rights I was excited about, those were, those were just immediate. Sorry, my bells are going oh. off here on my computers. <laughs> I don't know how to turn it all off. Um, yeah, the, some of the great co-writes came in really early um, uh, in that publishing deal because they had access to some really great writers. So that was really cool. Those guys were nice enough to waste their time with me for a little while because I was not... Um, seasoned enough to, to be working with some of those guys right but, uh, i mean to get songs recorded i mean there were some independent things and i'm really proud of those but to, to get something you know like we were all moving here trying to get it was about 10 years for me 
Well, they say it's a ten-year town, so uh, you would you would agree then. I would have to agree there. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, how did you get your first publishing deal? Um. Gosh, I was hosting a songwriters' night at the the old Broken Spoke, and um, somebody didn't show up, so I was playing, and uh, there just happened to be a publisher there, wow. so I had to fill in for whoever didn't show up. And, uh, wow. The the classic uh, Nashville story that we all think no that doesn't happen it does happen it can yeah it might not happen like it used to but it, it can um but he's not the guy that signed me that was scott gunner who, who i met that night and uh he had me just come in start playing songs for him and you know doing the meeting things and through him i met somebody who i met i met several people through him and and that's where the first publishing deal came through that's amazing. Uh, who were some of your mentors early on? Um, were they songwriters? Gosh. Were they like industry people who kind of gave you guidance? You know, um, I guess you know, kind of, you know, I, artists, you know, that I liked, and then finding out that the artists that I liked this certain song or I love this certain song by different artists. They turned out to be the same songwriters. Yeah. And, um, let me shut this computer down. <laughs> I always have to put my, uh, my computer on do not disturb when I do these. <laughs> yeah. So I have the same problem. That is above my <laughs> <laughs> skill level. I had to Google it. It's okay. <laughs> so where will we i'm so sorry. sorry no i was just asking you about your mentor i'm sorry i was asking you about your mentors if you had any good mentors if they were songwriters or industry people anybody that kind of took you under their wing oh yeah well um there's been a lot of great songwriters who have been really kind to me and 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 uh show me the ropes i guess uh of what to do what not to do yeah um Gosh, there's been so many people who've been so kind. I, I'm not really sure where to start on that. Well, that's okay. The reason that I ask is because you have have taken so many people under your wing. Everybody in in Nashville loves Joel Shoemake. You know, you've been kind enough to to write with up and comers and kind of show them the ropes. People like me, and uh, you know, I just I, I feel like if you're a great mentor, it must be because you had great mentors. So I'm sure there were well, a lot of you. a lot of people along the way that kind of shaped you into who you are. Yeah, yeah, there have been, um, and some of that's good, and some of that's bad. You, know, <laughs> you just got to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you've been around for a long time now. You've had a, a few different publishing deals and a lot of cuts along the way. Um, you know, are there are there any any cuts that stand out? I know it's hard to choose a favorite like a child, but um, is there anything that's more special that was a special time in your life? You know, there was a few cusses kind of came through all, all kind of together. Um, I'm really proud of all of them, but um, I guess the Brad Paisley song has to be one of the most special because he just is such a great songwriter himself and, and is, you know, writes so much of his own material. So to be able to sneak one in there um, was pretty cool. Yeah, I think that that's a huge compliment when somebody who's a great songwriter wants to cut your song, right? That's amazing. Absolutely, yeah. <clears throat> so. 
That was yeah. a dream come true. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, he's talking about toothbrush. So go check oh, yeah, that out. Right, right. <laughs> um, what are some things that you look for in a co-writer? Gosh, you know, <clears throat> it's always nice to written with to write with someone who's who's done a bit of co-writing, you know, and and knows how to work with a songwriter, which is hard. Yeah. <laughs> um. Gosh, I don't know. I just look for. It's just all so different, you know. Just always looking for a someone who knows how to express themselves well and yeah, and use cool different ways of of doing of doing that. I guess. You know, I hear a lot of people say the most important trait of a good co-writer is just to be a good hang. Would you agree with that? That the most important thing is that, just to be some fun to be around. That could be a big part of it. I mean, who wants to hang around somebody who's just miserable all the time? Right. <laughs> You know, I've been in the room with them and I've been the one in the room who was that person. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah nobody wants to be around that. Yeah, you gotta be a good good hang and as positive as possible, I guess. This is this is difficult. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being honest too, because I feel like everybody is both at some point. And uh, but not yeah, a lot of absolutely. people would would own up to being the miserable one. But you know what? This industry is really hard and we don't have great days every single day. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's it it's a 99% rejection right that, that brings you down yeah it's hard to put your boots on in the morning and get going sometimes you know yeah it, yeah it can be yeah well I heard from a little bird that you're working on an artist project is this your first artist project that you're going to be releasing um pretty much I, I got to do some work with Phil O'Donnell a few years ago and we we shopped to try to get a record deal um that that really that wasn't a record that came out that was some stuff we recorded to yeah. to try and you know it didn't work out for us then and that's cool but um so yeah i guess technically it's the first artist project that i'm putting out you know so I, i'm really excited about it it's uh it's been a lot of work and um i'm, I'm really proud of what i'm doing Okay, well, we'll have to have you back on when that's out and discuss all the details. We don't want to, we don't want to, you know, reveal too much right now. It's still very much under wraps. In fact, we might even be getting the exclusive here. I don't think you're talking about this a lot publicly yet. No, well, yeah, not a whole lot. You know, I, I'm hoping to get it out there somewhere cool, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'd be glad to share it with you guys here first. I can't wait. So maybe early next year or something. Or... I'm thinking early next year. I mean, there's a lot of it that's that's done, and uh, and there's just a few things left to do. But then there's all that tedious, non-creative stuff that you have to figure <laughs> out. That yeah, is not the fun part. Yeah, all the admin work and yeah, it's glamorous. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> well, is this something that you've always wanted to do, or is this just kind of something that's recently, you know, tugged at your heartstrings? Have you always wanted to to put records out as an artist? Yeah, I did. Um, that's the reason I came to Nashville, and you know, I uh, I wanted to be the artist, and you know, I wound up being a songwriter along the way, and and that's fine with me. I think. Uh, I think large scale fame would be a really difficult way to have to live. <laughs> the older I get, the more I can see that 
but yeah, I'm not, I can't lie and say I didn't have, you know, stars in my eyes for all that. And, and still, it would be a lie to say that the stars aren't still in there somewhere, you know. I heard someone say one time, you, you, when people ask you, are you doing the artist thing? You're trying to be an artist and that that kind of terminology is just inaccurate. You know, if you're an artist, you're an artist. It doesn't matter if you've been putting music out for 20 years or if you've, you're just putting out your first project, you've always been an artist. And I think anyone that's ever seen you, anyone who's ever seen Joel knows that you're an artist and how talented you, you are. So everyone's going to be so excited that you're putting this out and you're going to have so much support. So I'm very I appreciate excited. that. I hope so gonna be great i'm so excited okay well uh aside from your new project that you're putting out what's next for you is there anything else that you you want to tackle gosh i you know i'd like to climb mount everest <laughs> <laughs> no i don't like the cold that much you know, i don't know i'm kind of a, a day at a time kind of yeah figuring it out uh, yeah I'm not what? sure what, what the next move is. All I know is I am neck deep in all this crap and uh, right. this is what I've chosen to do with my life and that's what I'm going to do with it. So wonder what the music industry equivalent of Mount Everest is. Maybe, maybe uh, play, play in the Opry or something like that. Maybe, you know, having a number one yeah. song on the radio. That would be a, that'd be a good precipice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is the uh, best piece of advice that you've gotten? you think or or one of them you know it's hard to choose but um gosh as much ah, don't get discouraged and yeah. uh you know know you're gonna write some uh some really good songs along the way you just gotta write a bunch of really bad ones along yeah. in between that you know right not bad ones but mediocre ones and, uh, i still write bad and mediocre songs all the time I just don't play those ones out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that you write a lot by yourself too. And, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the machine co-write every single day. Is, is it really important for you to write by yourself? It is for me because <clears throat> there's just some things that I feel like need to come out a certain way. Sometimes this weird little stuff I do on my own. Um, if I didn't have some of that strange little stuff coming out then i think i'd be a little bit more dissatisfied yeah um, but i do love co-writing especially with the right people and when we're getting yeah. good stuff and, um, but i've been writing by myself a lot more and if i if i don't start co-writing more soon i'm gonna forget how no you won't <laughs> yeah. i think i think everybody There's was right to it everyone was writing by themselves a lot more the last couple of years. You know, we've spent a lot yeah. of time in, in solitary confinement and uh, yeah. It, it, is your project that you're putting out, does it have co-writes and solo rights or is it just solo rights? Yeah, it's, it's a mixture. Um, I think I've written three songs maybe by myself on it. It's a good blend. And, uh, uh, there's, I think there's eight songs on it. And so three songs I wrote by myself and then, the other five are co-writes. I'm so excited to hear it. How do you Thank find you new co-writers? Uh, you know, if you're saying that you kind of want to jump back in and be co-writing a little bit more in this next season, you know, is it just people that you meet out and around? And uh, Most of the time it was really, you know, when I was writing for a publisher, uh, they would settle up, set up a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, just kind of wherever, I guess, you know. Yeah, I mean, every relationship kind of develops on its own. Yeah. That's the thing about um, Nashville is when you go out to a show, you, you don't really know who you're going to meet or what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, you never can tell. I mean, gosh, I was playing somewhere one day and John Oates was there. And, oh, my uh, gosh. Yeah, that was kind of out of nowhere. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, another time I played uh, something for Ten Pan South and the next day, I got an email from a, from a great songwriter uh, asking me to, if I'd be interested in, in writing with him. Um, I didn't know he was there. That was so awesome. You know, really cool. Wow. So. Yeah, you just, you just don't know. And I found myself sometimes kind of, well, you, even our relationship or many other people that I know, I try to, it's like the butterfly effect. You try to trace back to where you met somebody and that wouldn't have happened if this hadn't have happened, if this hadn't happened. And it's just, it's kind of wild if you trace everything back to its origin, you know? Yeah, it is pretty wild. Yeah, I remember meeting you at the, my first jamming and jammies and uh, yeah. I was really impressed with what you were doing. So, uh, Thanks. I mean, uh, that was, we just had our Facebook friend anniversary. So that was like three years ago. That's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Only three years ago. I feels like a long time, doesn't it? Feels yeah, like it longer. Does. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> crazy. Okay. Well, the industry is tough. You know, we've, I'm, I've seen people come and go already and I've only been here, you know, almost five years. I'm sure you've seen a lot of people come and go. Gosh, um, a lot. And yeah, some really, really good friends. Really? Yeah. Over time, you know, nobody's from here. So life eventually takes over and you realize how much of it you're missing back where you came from and you, yeah. you go back there and quit missing it. So. Yeah. I mean, and, and psychologically watching people do that, go home and get on with their life and staying here, it's tough. Yeah, it is. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't blame anybody for yeah for going back home and being with their, their family no. and their friends. Right. It's a, it's a lot to miss out on. Right, right. I think some people want to go back home and some people are make this their home here. And, yeah. you know, for those people, maybe somebody is, is thinking about throwing in the towel. What would you say? What would you say to them? I know it's kind of a heavy question, but it's just been a really rough couple of years here, you know, not being able to get out as much and it's been tough. So would you have well, any words? Of the wind? internet, there's, you don't really have to throw in the towel. I mean, obviously we're what, 30 miles from each other now and, and, right. and doing this, it could easily be 10 times that distance. So, right. um, Yeah, it's, you know, I don't know what the perfect advice is. Just don't quit. <laughs> don't quit. I love it. Honestly, those are kind of words to live by. Somebody told me recently, too, about, uh, I guess there's a quote from Frozen 2. I haven't seen it. I'm sorry. I haven't seen Frozen. But... You haven't seen Frozen 2. <laughs> but apparently there's a great line in there. Just do the next right thing. And even though I haven't seen the movie, that's kind of become my mantra the last few months. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do the next right thing. And I, I think that's kind of helpful. You know, you don't have to yeah. have it all figured out. Yeah, well, sometimes it just folds out for you. And, you, you know, and then when it's there, you do the next right thing and it's the right thing to do. So. Yeah. And I, 
I don't know. You don't have to have it all figured out. And I, I feel like for a long time, I felt like I had to have it all figured out. And I don't think you do. And sometimes I think you can try really hard for a long time. And the second you stop trying so hard, you know, magic happens. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, you are putting out an artist project. I'm sure that there's going to be more people cutting your songs here soon. Is there anything Fingers else? crossed. <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. hope so. <laughs> anything else on the horizon that we need to know about? Gosh, you know, uh, here's back to that uh, don't have to have it all figured out part. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, but hopefully so, you know, hopefully some stuff will come about after releasing these songs and uh, and maybe it will be another story next time. Yeah, I love it. And uh, you're always playing out somewhere so everybody can come find you. And on Quite Facebook. a bit, yeah. Yeah. Lots a week here and there playing originals, playing covers, playing whatever people want you to play. Yep. Yep. Doing, doing it all. Doing it all. Well, thanks for sitting down with us today. It was good to catch up. And yeah. I would love to do it again after your record comes out. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. I'm in. Sounds good. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And we'll, we'll do this again soon. All right. Sounds good. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. What y'all trying to do?